Welcome to Tordi Mecha Parsha with the OU Women's Initiative. Today we will be studying Parsha Kitisa. In this week's Parsha, we have one of the most dramatic transitions in all of Torah. We transition from the high at Matan Torah to one of the lowest points in our nation's history, that of Chita Egal. We had just received the Torah from Hashem. Everything was so beautiful and exciting, and we were seemingly at the pinnacle of our relationship with Hashem. Moshe went up to Har Sinai to receive the Torah from Hashem, and Am Yisrael perceived that Moshe was running late. And so they approach Aaron, and if you look into the Psukim, they approach Aaron, and Aaron is put in such a difficult place. They come to Aaron and they say, we don't know what has happened to Moshe. Moshe, who took us out of Egypt, he is now, he seems to have disappeared. We don't know what to do. And Aaron tries to delay. He sends them to try to get gold from their wives, assuming that their wives will not donate and that will delay the process. However, the people are so committed to this mission that they're on that they take off their own jewelry and they dedicate it to the cause. They come back to Aaron with all of this gold and Aaron takes it from their hands and he forms it and he throws it into the fire and out comes an egal masicha, a, a form of a calf. And he builds a Mizbeach in front of it, and he tells the nation, tomorrow you will serve this, this eagle. Again, trying to delay the process. However, then the, the people wake up early the next morning. It's this language of Vayashkimu Mimacharat. They wake up early in the morning, Vayalu Olu, and they bring Karbanot to this Chita Egal, and they celebrate, and they sing, and they dance. This is the same nation that not moments before heard Hashem say, Anochi Hashem Elokecha, Asher Hotzei Sicha Meretz Mitzrayim, Lo Yihiyelecha Elokim Achirim Opanai. I am Hashem, your God, who took you out of Egypt. You should not have any other gods. They had just heard these words straight from Hashem. And now here they are serving this golden calf. So what happens then? Moshe, who had been up on Har Sinai, comes down carrying the luchot, the two tablets that it, the Sukkim describe, that it, they were engraved on both sides, they were legible, clearly a miracle, a true gift from God that he is presenting to Am Yisrael, a symbol of the, the covenant between Am Yisrael and Hashem, between the Jewish people and their creator. And Moshe comes down carrying these luchot and he sees what's happening in the camp. He sees that they are dancing and serving this chita, this egel, this, um, this golden calf. And he throws down the luchot and they shatter. And that is the end of the first luchot. Moshe then approaches the egel. He approaches the calf. He grinds it up. He sprinkles it over water and he gives it to Am Yisrael to drink. He then stands in the camp and he says, Mi la Hashem anyone who is to Hashem, please come to me. And all of Shevet Levi comes to him and he sends Shevet Levi out on a mission to kill off anyone who had participated in Chita Egal. And that is how we wrap up this story, is that over 3,000 people die that day from Am Yisrael because of this terrible sin that they performed at Har Sinai. How could this be? How could it be that they came off the the tail of Matan Torah, of receiving the Torah from Hashem, and they went straight into serving this idol, this Chita Igal? However, 
The question is compounded by the fact that in the text, we don't actually go from one to the next. What we do is we pause as we discussed in Parshiot to Ruman Titzave, and we receive the instructions for building the Mishkan. So we have Parshat Yitro, we receive the Torah. Mishpatim, we receive some laws. Truma Titzave, we receive the instructions to build the Mishkan. Kitisa, we have Chita Igel, and then we continue on in Vayakal and Pekudai in actually building the Mishkan. So the question can be asked, which is twofold. How could we possibly go from receiving the Torah at Matan Torah to serving the Egel at Chita Igel? How can one come right after the other? But the other question we can ask is, if we went from one to the next, that would make sense in terms of textually that it would make sense to tell over the story of Chita Egel immediately after Matan Torah, if we, even if we can't understand how practically that could have happened, how such a leap would have happened so quickly. But then on a textual level, we say we don't actually go from one to the next. We receive the instructions to build a Mishkan in the middle. It doesn't seem to make sense. The order should be Matan Torah, Chita Egel, followed by the instructions to build the Mishkan, followed by the building of the Mishkan. How does this make sense that the Mishkan, the instructions, come in between Matan Torah and the Chita Egel? To further compound this question, in Shemot Parak Lamed Chet, in the 38th Parak of Sefer Shemot, Elop Kudei HaMishkan, Mishkan HaIdot. This, this is the building of the Mishkan, which is called Mishkan HaIdot, the Mishkan of Testimony. Asher Pukad al That was created by the Leviim, by the word of Moshe. And Rashi comments here and says, what is Mishkan HaIdot? What is it a testimony to? Idot liYisrael sheviter lahem HaKadosh Baruch Hu al HaIgel. It is a testimony to B'nai Yisrael that Hashem forgave them for what happened at Chet HaEgel. That behold, he has rested his Shechina among them. But now we ask Rashi and we say, you're telling us that the Mishkan was testimony that Hashem forgave them for Chet HaEgel. But in the text, we receive the instructions to build the Mishkan before we ever hear the story of Chet HaEgel. So how could this possibly be that it is a sign that Hashem forgave them if they did not yet receive the instructions until after, uh, if they had already received the instructions before Chet HaEgel happened? And I believe that we can gain two insights and answers to these questions based on a famous machloket between the Ramban and Rashi. The Ramban and Rashi are discussing whether or not there is order in the Torah, whether or not what we receive in the Torah happened in chronological order, or whether they are placed in a specific order in, for the purpose of giving us more meaning to each of the stories. So the Ramban tells us, The Ramban is commenting on um, on the Pasuk Vayikahel Moshe that Moshe gathered. And it says, Kol Adat B'nai Israel. He said this includes men and women. Ki kulam hitnadvu b'melachat ha-mishkan. Because everyone was involved in the melacha of building the mishkan. V'hinei Moshe achar shetziva la'aron v'hanesiyim v'chol b'nai Israel v'hanashim asher diber Hashem ito v'har Sinai acharei shivor haluchu v'natan al panav misva chazar v'tziva v'hilu alav kol ha'ida anashim v'nashim. The Ramban says, it happens in order. What happens? Hashem gave us the Torah. Then he gave us 
as part of the Harsinai experience, he gave us the instructions to build the Mishkan, everyone together, men and women as they were at Harsinai. Then Chita Egal happened, and then after this disaster that happened at Chita Egal, Chazar Vitziva Vehikhilu Alav Kol Ha'eda Anashim Venashim. He regathered all them in Parshio Vayakal and Pekude, regave over the instructions, and that's when they built up the Mishkan. And this is what happens. And this all happened on the day after he came down. So after the episode was finished with Chita Egel, he gathered them back up and gave them the instructions again. The Raman says, what is the purpose of this? Is that immediately after Matan Torah, Hashem had commanded them to build the Mishkan. This makes sense based on a Gemara in Masechatani, where it says, The Gemara Masechatani is attempting to translate a, um, a Pasuk from Shirashirim, and it says, The day of the wedding, this is Matan Torah, and the day that your heart is joyous. That Matan Torah was our wedding with Hashem, and Binyan Beis Hamikdash or Binyan Hamishkan was the establishment of our home together. So, as the Raman is saying, this was the this was what had happened. It went in order. First, Hashem gave us the Torah, and then He gave us the instructions to build the Mishkan. When we left from our wedding, quote-unquote, with Hashem, we moved on to the home that we are going to establish together with Hashem. However, he says, then Chita Egel happened immediately after Matan Torah, and it was at that point that the next day Bnei Israel were afraid. They didn't know whether their Brit with Hashem still stood. This could have been the breaking point. However, the Ramban is saying, immediately then Moshe regathers them, and that's when we move on to Parshio Vayakal and Bakude. Moshe says to them, everything that Hashem had promised you before, that he was going to dwell among you, still stands true now after Chetayigal. We have renewed our relationship. There are the Luchot Hashniel. We are able to move forward with a new Brit, a new connection with Hashem. So that is the opinion of the Ramban, that it does go in order, and this is the message that Hashem is giving us, that he has forgiven us, that he promised us that we would build the Mishkan before and he would dwell in it. And now we have been able to move on past Chayta Egel and we are able to continue on to build the Mishkan afterwards. However, Rashi, on the other hand, has a different approach. Rashi says famously, There is no concept of chronological order in the Torah. Just because something is written earlier doesn't mean it happens earlier, or it's written later doesn't mean that it happens later. In a literal sense, the 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 sin of the golden calf, happened before the commandment to build the Mishkan. On the 17th of Tamas, the Luchot were broken. On Yom Kippur was when Hashem forgave Am Yisrael. And then the very next day, they began collecting for the building of the Mishkan. And then on the 1st of Nisan was when it was dedicated. 
The Chizkuni adds to this point and says, what does this mean? Hashem gave over to Moshe everything that happens in the Torah piece by piece. He told him one story and Moshe wrote it down. And he told him another story and Moshe wrote it down. And at the end of Moshe's life was when Hashem told Moshe how to compile the Torah based on what would have the greatest impact. Which stories should be connected to each other in order to enhance the lessons that we can learn from the connections between different stories. So the question that we can ask is, if Rashi is telling us that in that it's not chronological order, then what we want to try to understand is then what is the significance between these two stories being juxtaposed to one another? And the answer that I want to give is based on the Rambam. The Rambam says, we learn many things from Hashem in our Torah. One of these rules that we learn from Hashem is that it is impossible to go from one extreme to another extreme immediately. A person cannot put aside everything that he is used to immediately. What the Rambam is telling us is that it is almost impossible to quit something cold turkey, to say, I am used to doing things one way, but I am going to completely stop and I am going to do things a different way. The Rambam continues on and says, What was typical in the world at that time in all of the other empires and all of the other places was that they would give animal sacrifice to Avodah to tangible physical objects that they could see in front of them. And Hashem said to himself, I want B'nai Israel to be as successful as possible. I just commanded them to serve me and no other gods. This is so unlike what they have been used to until this point that I know that they will not be successful. And as Rashi told us, this point became very apparent at Chet that it became apparent that they needed a tangible way to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that they were not able to serve something or someone that they could not see, they could not feel, they could not hear their presence. It was so distant from what they were used to that they just could not be successful. So therefore, Hashem commands them and he says, I am going to give you the Mishkan. I am going to give you a central location in which I will tell you that I am going to rest my Shechina. And you are not going to be able to serve idols any longer. Rather, you may only serve me. But I am going to help you to do it in a way that you are going to be the most successful. We are going to have animal sacrifice. I am going to give you this focal point, this location where you can find me. Where you will be able to channel your Avodah Hashem and you don't need to engage in spirituality in a way in which you are so not used to. So Hashem is teaching this lesson by juxtaposing the Chita Egel to the Binyan HaMishkan to teach us this lesson, that you have to meet people where you're at. That Hashem was saying, I recognize, I see you, I know who you are, my people, and I want to have a relationship with you as you are. And therefore, when you want to have a relationship with someone, often it takes that flexibility.
So the relationship that we're analyzing this week in Parsha Kitisa is that relationship between Hashem and Am Yisrael, and how Hashem is showing us that even when it came to the highest level of establishing the very basis of what Avodah Hashem was going to look like, Hashem was flexible. Hashem showed us how you have to meet people where they're at in order to create the most successful relationships. So Mir Tashem, we would be able to learn from this juxtaposition of Chet Egel to the Binyan HaMishkan and this interruption, quote-unquote, of the guidelines by which we should build the Mishkan between Matan Torah and Chet Egel. We would be able to take this lesson of being flexible and recognize how through using these lessons that Hashem showed us, He was able to be flexible for us. He was able to meet us where we were at. May we be able to take this lesson, be flexible in our relationship with other people, and recognize that we can then, based on that, develop a true close relationship with Hashem because Hashem wants to be in that relationship with us. Thank you for studying this week with the OU Women's Initiative.